Ladies and gentlemen, Crystal Clear Industries, in association with Rhinestone Radio Podcasts, is proud to present Old Hollywood Realness. Brought to you in vibrant podcastoscope for your listening pleasure. Join your hosts Kathleen Null and Philip Estrada as they recap Hollywood's dazzling darlings one film at a time. And now, please sit back, relax, and enjoy the program. Good morning, Kathleen. Morning, Philip. How are you? <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, listeners. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Old Hollywood Realness. This yeah. is the podcast that celebrates all the glitz and glamour of Tinseltown's golden era. All of uh, it. I am Philip Estrada. I'm Kathleen Nall. Um, if it sounds, if I sound weird, I just want to apologize. I just got a, um, I just got my quote deviated septum fixed, end quote. <laughs> so if I sound all stopped up and weird, it's because of that. Let's just, you know, I'm basically a 14 year old Jewish girl. <laughs> yeah, but can we talk about your cute little button nose now? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see what the results look like when I heal up. But um, in the meantime, I'm, you know, I'm made up like. Okay. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> you know, it's like you, just, you know, technical difficulties. Okay, I'm sorry, we've been off for a couple of weeks due to some like you know stuff life, and it's life. it's tough. It's really hard getting back into the swing of things. <laughs> Don't worry. It's okay. Oh, Remember, we're okay. a free podcast and we do this out of sheer love. Okay. <laughs> Welcome back to Old Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> Once more with feeling, Philip. I know, right? Okay, guys. Um, and gals and ghouls. Uh, so we are come we this is our third anniversary. We've been yes. doing this for three years. Can you believe it, Kathleen? Um, fuck yeah, I can, because it feels like and, we've been doing it forever. <laughs> <laughs> and not in a bad way. <laughs> Great. Fantastic. I don't remember. <laughs> time when we didn't um yep. so, uh so we're bringing everybody a very special episode um a dream come true episode i might um, say yes. mm-hmm. uh jesus christ so we went down to los angeles um as it were and mm-hmm. uh we had the opportunity to meet and speak with the prolific legendary costume designer mr bob mackie yep it's it's all it's all come to this moment the culmination um, yeah. uh-huh. of like, I think this was, I think when I set out to, when we started the podcast, I put on like my dream journal that getting him as a gift, as a guest would be, you know, yeah, the pretty much it. And, mm-hmm. and it happened. And it, um, did. Uh, it was, it was surreal and amazing at the same time. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, it, it couldn't have been better. Um, it's definitely like, you know, they say never meet your idols, but we did. And it was, it far exceeded our expectations and we're not the same. We are, we are better people. <laughs> just, <laughs> exactly. I, I mean, I go to work every day and I deal with shit and I go, you know what? I interviewed Bob Mackey this summer. So all of y'all are not as good as me. You're not as good as me. That's, <laughs> that's how it goes. I, like I interview with a living legend. Leverage. How does your life go? So... <laughs> Compare your life to mine and then kill yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Smugness. In the words Sometimes of, it in gets the words you through of the day. 
Um, exactly. Uh, first of all, what I do want to, right off top, I want to thank um, everybody involved with making that happen. Oh my so God, I yes. I want to give a thank you. huge, huge shout out to Miss Janelle Hamilton, mm-hmm. uh, Bob Mackey's PR lady. She is... Um, Oh, she's you know she's an amazing person for putting up with me constantly bugging her about <laughs> getting them on the show. So. Uh, but also an all around lovely woman, just wonderful, yeah, the sweetest, Every, nicest person. I, I have to say that everybody that um, works with oh. him was a dream. So a, a dream team, yes, truly. Huge, you know, huge <laughs> thanks to Janelle. Huge thanks to Joe McFate as well. Yes. He's um, Bob's right hand man, mm-hmm. um, and um, Will Bratton. He Brattain. I'm sorry about if I'm angling your last name, but mm-hmm. Will's um, was great. He's the their graphic designer who works in the office and they were all so hospitable to us yes. and so sweet i could not we could not have asked for a better experience and just truly the, the warmth and joy that comes in that office makes me so happy and jealous at the same time because I'm like, <laughs> i just want to i just well, want to be like an office cat that just lives under the desk and oh, just experiences that every day it would be wonderful it you it's a magical place it is such a, a dream like <laughs> place even I, if you're not like spiritual whatever the, if you believe in vibes whatsoever this place like radiated like the most magical vibes like you walk uh, in and you're like i am I'm in a holy place. <laughs> like it, it, it is pretty amazing. amazing. <laughs> and I think what what's um interesting too is you'll hear in the episode um that we one, I'm actively having a stroke and losing my mind. At the same time, I'm having a nervous breakdown, yes. a stroke, and losing my mind. So I'm yes. a little, there's moments where I'm at a loss for words, which I need mm, to apologize for. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you're staring down the barrel of your hero, it's it's tough. So yes. I apologize for that. But it was amazing. And um, after the interview, too, so he they were very, Bob was very generous with his time, gave us mm-hmm. like a full hour to talk and like, you know, and then we stood around after the recording and they were just and we chatted with yes. them for another hour and it was it was heaven it was, it was absolutely so surreal heaven. and, and so, wonderful yeah like i said we're was, not the same it's it might be some it's one of the greatest moments of my life right <laughs> about you but <laughs> i can't I, I can't even explain how just yeah. like how much I look back on that experience is such a positive and wonderful gift, honestly. And, um, and I'm really happy that we have this interview, um, uh, recorded too, because it's one of those things where as it's happening, you kind of are like so overwhelmed that you even forget what you say. So it's mm-hmm. nice that I can re- I can actually revisit this and be like, Oh, okay. That's how it went. <laughs> no. And it was so great to, um, I feel like, you know, we were able to ask him uh, things that, you know, weren't the standard questions. We, you know, we, I know, I remember it that like, even afterwards, you're like, oh, I'm so glad we remembered to ask this and this and sort of turn the conversation this way. Cause I think we said like, he probably gets asked kind of the same questions about, you know, share or certain things or, you know, right, making certain yeah. iconic pieces. And we really wanted to hear his origin story and, and like, you know, how, like, how was it before you were famous? How did that happen? Right. And he just was the best and just really opened up and, and uh, what a storyteller. Like I just, oh. I, it, his, his way of talking was, and it, it, it just stuck with me. It stuck with me for, like I said, we're just not the same. He's a wonderful person. I'm so Philip, thank you so much for like letting me be your partner in crime in this because I know this was a long, long time coming and it's been like your, you know, something you've wanted to do your whole life. So I think it's really great. And I'm just, I'm so proud of you, honestly, for um, making this happen. So it was great. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But I, 
yeah, I'm, I'm just glad that we, I'm also actually honestly glad that I get to share this with the audience too, mm-hmm. because I, I think that, um, people have, um, they have thoughts about how people are and the way people, and I think that I want people to understand that the reason, one of the reasons that I'm a huge fan of Mr. Mackey is not only is his career, um, prolific and just amazing for years and years and years, but also mm-hmm. he does not take himself very seriously. No. And he's not, he's, he's not, um, Oh, at least I don't get the impression that he's all that impressed with his own mystique, you know, yes. in a way. He just, he's just like, yeah. You he has know? a he's laugh like, about it, really. And I, I know. He's like, I'm Bob Mackie. Isn't this weird? Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's fantastic. I love it. So, yeah. and I think that's the, that's kind of what I would like to keep in mind too with my career and my, yeah. you know, just how I do my thing as people, you know. Just keep it, keep it on the, keep it on the level, you know, even keel and that sort of thing. So it's sort of the mission yeah. that you could learn from this. Um, but yes, so this is a very exciting episode. We're glad to be back. Sorry for the hiatus, we, um, but it was unexpected. So we're coming back with a, you know, rip roar episode. Yeah, that's um, right. One note, though, while you're listening to the episode, um, we were talking about some costume illustrations that Bob did for a movie, which I um, um, incorrectly credited as Easy to Love. And he, smart as a whip and remembers everything, (laughs) was saying that he did not think that that was the title of the movie. And that was actually correct. The the movie that uh, that we were referencing was a movie called A New Kind of Love, not Mm. Easy to Love. So A New Kind of Love with Joanne Woodward and um, Paul Newman and... Yeah, which is a crazy, Ugh. weird movie. So it's, I mean, of oh, course. Paul Newman, Mackie. though. Hey. Yeah. A young, bearded Paul Newman. Yes, queen. Uh, add that kooky movie to the oh, queue. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, you could turn that thing off with the sound, and it's a pretty good movie. <laughs> um, but, yes, it is. Though, yeah, so just correction on that. So when you hear us kind of questioning our the title of that, it, it was true that it wasn't the correct title. So there you go. That was a solid corrections corner. <laughs> yeah, well, I remembered, I did look it up after, and I was like, oh, he was correct. Now wow. I'll leave it to the professionals. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's he's truly an inspiration. I mean, and, yeah. and I think that he's, he's, well, he's inspired you, really you, but also me as well. Like, I feel like I've learned, um, because you love him so much, like, I've learned so much more about him like on my own just like with the research and doing everything and he's just he's he's wonderful like truly a wonderful person and um just like like uh professionally it sounds like even personally you know he's like it was so cool to see his office with all the pictures of his you know i guess he's got nieces and grand nieces mm-hmm. yeah. and just you know and all of his awards and it was just um like it was such a warm experience and it was uh it was surreal. Like, I think we left and we were just kind of like silent and they looked at each other. We're like, did this just happen? Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> exactly. Yes. So. Um, and I, I, I mean, you know, it's just, it was a wonderful, wonderful experience. I mean, yeah. Stop thinking about it and talking about it. So, uh, not, not much else to say. I think that we should probably just get right into the, uh, the interview then. Yes. Right? And, um, thank you everyone. Uh, we had, uh, here's to hopefully another three years of old Hollywood realness. And, um, um, we enjoyed doing this so much and we've, we've learned a lot and it's been a really great way for us to, um, 
keep a really strong friendship. And so we really appreciate everybody who listens and um, enjoys this podcast as much as we love doing it. So thank you. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, keep in touch with us, please, over on social media, Old Hollywood Realness on Facebook and Instagram, Twitter's OHR Podcast. Our, our website is um, oldhollywoodrealness.com. Uh, and then also... Uh, you can join the Facebook group, OHR Podcast Darlings, D-A-H-L-I-N-G-S, and then we can connect with other listeners, um, share stories, uh, share what you're watching or enjoying. Mm-hmm. Um, also, a five-star review over on iTunes helps us out. That'd be great to hear those, you know, yes. see those reviews coming in. So do that if you can. That's the easiest way to support us. Other than that, thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy the episode. Yes, thank you so much. Enjoy. Bye. Bye. Yeah, bye. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Old Hollywood Realness. Uh, this is the podcast where we celebrate all the glitz and glamour of Tinseltown's golden era and the people that make them. I'm Philip Estrada. I'm Kathleen Nall. And uh, we are once again back in Los Angeles on our annual field trip, um, <laughs> which is great. And we have uh, quite a show for you today because we have um, a legendary designer with us. We have Mr. Bob Mackey. Yay. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you so much for making time t- for you. us. This is uh, literally Is a it dream. morning or is it night? Or uh, is, it, is it like one in the morning? It's whatever time they want it to be. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, good day. <laughs> there you go. Have a good day. Uh, thank you so much for making time for us. Uh, this is literally a dream come true. Um, I don't know if you are aware of this, but I'm a huge fan. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, and, I've uh, known you a long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then that creepy guy just kind of like peeking up behind the bushes. Um, you're probably sick of me at this point. Um, yeah, so uh, we're here in your office, and we're here to actually talk about, because um, we usually talk about a movie on the show, so what I wanted to do to sort of depart from that, actually, was to talk about your career, um, in Hollywood, and it's, it's been strange, hasn't it? I know, but I think that what um, I just listening because I've pretty much consumed every single episode or interview that you've ever done or any really? um, video you've ever seen, just to try and learn as much as I can about <laughs> your you and your process, you know, because that's you know what, what weirdo does. Um, <laughs> but uh, what I don't get enough of is your early career, like what where you actually started out and how that actually worked and what that was actually like. And I think that that's something that we would love to learn more about, mm-hmm. actually. Okay. Um, so take us back to the beginning. <laughs> well, you know, what, what, what is the beginning? I, I, I just barely got out of school and I started working in the business. And I was lucky enough to, to be doing, working for right with designers in the studio in their offices not in the back room somewhere never to be seen wow and um it was good yeah it was real good and and um how did you um because who was the first person that you worked with was well the the very in hollywood actually um i quit school i was at i was at chenard art institute and um I realized that this last year that I was going to be there, I had won all the awards the year before. And I said, I got, I've got to go. I've got to start working. This is crazy. I hate it. You know, I didn't, I love school, but you've got to pay the bills. You've right. got to pay the rent. Mm-hmm. You've got all kinds of things to do. And uh, so I, uh, I found myself a job washing dishes in this restaurant that the cook, who was also half owner of it, she and her husband owned it, um, was an ex-dancer, a very artistic 
uh, lady, and she didn't want to just hire somebody from the unemployment, whatever, to wash dishes. She wanted me because I was an art student and I was, you know, I was interested in all of that. That's wonderful. So we had a good time. Wow. I didn't make any money, but we had a good time. <laughs> and anyway, in those days, you had to have an answering service. Oh, yeah. And I, didn't, I couldn't afford an answering service. So I said, well, I'll just work at night, and then I'll stay home during the day and work on other stuff. Oh, wow. And um, I, I, I took my portfolio around to a couple of places. One of them was Western Costume, uh, because there was, there was a man there, Al Nickel, who would see all the new kids in town and who was who could draw. A lot of the designers didn't want to do their own sketches. Oh, okay. And so I I had a teacher in school that did that for a living and also teached a couple weeks, a couple hours a week mm-hmm. in the in the classes. And he says, You should just take your portfolio. I think you could get some work. And I mean, uh, well your illustrations and are I did. Yeah. I got I got it right away. I mean it was like a week later I got a call and it was just a, a one time kind of a little movie they were doing in in, in south of France oh, wow. with a designer named Frank Thompson, which you probably don't know him. He's, he's done a few familiar. movies. You know, he's done some, some interesting, uh, you know, movies from New York, but mm-hmm. he was in L.A. doing that. And it was I was to do all the men's drawings because he didn't like the way he drew men. Oh, okay. And most designers, the men all look like, you know, like, well, they either look like really hardcore lesbians, or <laughs> or, or they or, or they look like 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 a lady at men's right. clothes, right? Yeah, you know. Anyway, so I I hadn't done that much of it myself, but there I was drawing, you know, Glenn Ford and Charles Boyer. Oh wow! You know, for two weeks solid, oh. doing all these outfits and pinstripe suits on Charles Boyer and wow. different ways to wear jean jackets and whatever for for uh, Glenn Ford. Oh wow. What but year was this? This was 61, I oh, guess. Okay, okay. And um, it, what was interesting is they rented an office, um, just a couple, a little space uh, at Paramount, and it was right in the middle of Edith Head's whole, whole group of, of rooms and offices. And it was on the way to the ladies' room, kind of. <laughs> so people would stop it. Do you know where the ladies' room is? My first day, Judy Garland stopped it. Oh, so, my God. Do you know God. where the ladies' room is? She was really kind of desperate. I said, right down the hall. Yeah. She's like, went, where's the ladies' room? And I went, oh, oh, shit, it's Judy Garland. You know, oh, my God. It was one of those. And Edith would come in every day and see what, what we were doing oh, in wow. a friendly way. You oh, know, okay. Just kind of looking at everything. And, oh, what's that for? Oh, did you draw that? Oh, you did these sketches. Oh, you know. Wow. So, couple weeks later after I finished the men's stuff uh, he said I haven't I haven't done any of Hope Lang's clothes yet mm-hmm. I here's what I'd like to do and, and, and he kept me on for another week or two oh, wow. and I did those and then Edith would come in every day and before I knew it Edith called me uh, at home to come in because somebody was sick and she needed a little help. Uh, did you fake like you were an answering service or did you? No, just no, no. <laughs> I just answered the phone. I, I didn't care. You know, I just didn't have it at that yeah. time. Wow. I never did have an answering service after that. I don't. Honestly, you didn't because I remembered the first time I actually called Elizabeth Courtney 
and you did picked I up answer? the phone. Did yes, you, you did. Call it a Saturday or something? No, I think it was at like I think I called to ask because I had worked. I was working at a bookstore um, on Hollywood Boulevard, and we had a couple of Edith Head sketches. So this is I'm going to launch into the story about how we first met, actually, the very first time. So we had a couple of Edith Head sketches, and I don't remember that really. It's a, it was a long time ago. It was yeah. like nine, nine, two thousand probably, yeah. and so that's, that's not a long time. I know, ago for but me. It, it's it's there's there's people that are in college now that are <laughs> no, I well, I know. So, I mean, that's the whole thing. I yeah. mean, well, that's another. I'll tell you that story. Uh, well, um, anywho, so um, we had some sketches, and I had heard through the grapevine that you illustrated for Edith, and these were Edith had sketches, and I. So I have my friend. Was I have like, to tell you, <laughs> I don't think there's any existing unless somebody got them early because Edith or, got rid of any that I oh, did. did she? Well, because I started be having a bit of a name not oh, less than five oh. years later. Wow. And she oh, was like, what? oh, oh, oh. You oh, know. so she was like, destroy the evidence. <laughs> she, well, she kind of was because wow. she, had, she had two or three people doing well, it. Well, that's interesting because so then, so I had, the, my friend was like, you should just come and try to get I mean, I've seen drawings the... of things that I drew right. originally drawn by somebody else. Huh. After oh, I had gone. Weird. Yeah. Well, it was, you know, I, I understand why, you know. Right. But, but uh, so he he had told me that you had Elizabeth Courtney up in, um, up in North Hollywood at the time. So I so he's yeah. like, just call him, see, maybe well, they can. used to be on, right on Melrose, across oh, from the design center. Pete Menefee told us that. Oh, he did. Because okay. we, inter- we interviewed Pete Menefee a while uh-huh. ago, which he was, he was heaven. Was wonderful. He, he, was the, he was the best. Well, um, he'll tell you everything. He, he and he literally talk. did. Yeah. <laughs> he uh, did. It's a great episode. And, he, and he's retired, so yeah. we'll tell. Um, he was very generous with her with his yes. time. So shout out to Pete. <clears throat> Love you. So um, I had called. So I called um, Elizabeth Courtney to see if anybody could um, could um, verify that they were that Bob Mackie had drew Why? them, which I is you. I remember something. About and then that. so um, the so I mean, as the story goes, the person who picked up the phone said that they could verify, and I was like, "Oh, do you do you work directly with Bob Mackie?" And you were like, "I am Bob Mackie," and I. Yeah. Straight up died on the phone because I was at, at the time I was like 19 years old, 20 yeah. years old. So I was just like, holy crap! Like I'm gonna, well, I'm gonna. No, but I mean, so, but it was just for me. I was it like, must, you were such a legend at the time. Yeah, nobody was there. I think yeah. it was after work, so it would have yeah. been around 6 p.m. or something. So yeah. I'm assuming everybody was home. Sometimes the cleaning man. I don't know. I think he left a couple hours ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're like, oh. Uh. You know. <laughs> just like, but it was great. So then you invited me to come and like bring the sketches to verify who they were, and you actually invited me to. Bring bring my portfolio as well because I had told you that I was a fashion student at FITM at the time and so I after I cleaned myself up from the because <laughs> I was basically dying at the time um, I pulled it all together and um, I brought the photos of the sketches and my portfolio um, it like wasn't a week any or so of them, was it? they know you verified that they were oh they were they were and they were from um, oh. easy to love it was from the movie easy to love Which, with um, Joanne Woodward and is, Ava Gabor are you sure that was the name it was called yeah, because it was for Ava Gabor's they character. All, they all had these. They all had these names in those mm-hmm. days. They had nothing to do with this, with the, anything. Yeah, it was oh. the one where because all the Doris Day movies, they all had those funny names that right. were just <laughs> kind of cute names. Yeah, this was the one where um where uh, oh, I know. Joanne Woodward was that's like the, the one, that's the first one Edith hired me to come in and work on. And so oh, those wow. were the sketches that we had at the uh-huh. bookstore, and um and you verified that they were those. So and it's funny because I think I've seen those sketches in um in um. Auction catalogs. So I guess he had eventually sold them to somebody who then it got on the auction circuit. Well, they, do, they do get around some yeah. out of money. They, they do, yeah. yeah. But it's funny because they never attribute, even though I had to verify, they never attribute that you illustrated for her. Well, so they, I was like, it would have actually they were kind hers. of made. I mean, I wouldn't sign. I mean, I know a sketch artists in, in the business that would initial at the bottom so right. you knew who did it. Yeah. 
I mean, Thea, Thea Van Runkle used to do that. She used to put her initials under. And her sketches were beautiful. They were, yeah. So beautiful, you know. She was she was like a fashion illustrator here mm-hmm. in Hollywood oh, uh, wow. for the New Los Angeles Times. In those oh, wow. days, they did full-page ads for blouses or for, wow. you know, ladies' clothes and stuff. The paper was this thick. Oh, wow. And, you know, it was a whole different time. When, when all that illustration, and then they mm-hmm. went to photography. Right. And now nobody even advertises, hardly. I mean, I there's nothing in the paper. But I do it's have to online. say from that time of meeting you, you were super, super generous to me. Like, and you had brought, I brought my portfolio, and you actually went, had took the time to like go through my portfolio and were very encouraging and wonderful and getting a little misty right now. But like, and then you actually took me on a tour of Elizabeth Courtney. Like you guided me was on it a Was it during the day? It was, it was during the day. Yeah, there were people yeah. working on Selling stuff and, and there stuff, was like yeah. beaters. It wasn't like a ton of work being done, but it yeah. was just, I was like, it's just like my head was exploding because it was just such an amazing. Sometimes we had 50, 60 people. Yeah, it was. Depends on the 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 project. Yeah, I think it was probably between, like, probably like a lull because we didn't have too many people. But it was just the idea of the whole thing was just astounding. And it was, it just made my life changing. It was like a dream watch. (laughs) It was just like the magic factory of this beautiful stuff. Well, we we had really good people because Mm -hmm. they learned over many, many years how to do that kind of work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, And when you don't have those people that you can depend on, it's like teaching all over again, and you start thinking, "How did how did we do that? I forgot." You know, right? And um, I, it was funny because the name Elizabeth Courtney for your um, for your costume shop did that actually come from a, a woman's name? Yeah, well, yeah. Yes. What's her Elizabeth story? Courtney was well, she goes all the way back to Columbia f- uh, movies. Mm-hmm. She she sort of. From a certain point, I think in the early 40s, maybe late 30s, she ran their workroom. She started out as a sewing girl from Fresno. Okay. I mean, you know, she was just this, and her husband was a barber, and she came <laughs> down and she could sew, so she got the job. And she had a way with the the stars. She had, we always said she had, a, a, what, what do they call it when a doctor has a good oh, bedside, bedside manner? manner. Bedside manner. Yeah. She had a good bedside so manner mm-hmm. in, yeah. in the fitting room. Yeah. She yeah. made everybody feel really good. I'll show you this picture of her out front with chair. Oh, wow. yeah. Was she a designer herself, or was she no, just more of a? No, she she was a, but she had a she knew how to fit, and mm-hmm. she was creative, and she wasn't just, <laughs> you know, she was just perfect. Huh. In so many ways, she taught me so much. That's amazing. And, and uh, she taught Ray Aguian a lot. She wow. did Judy Garland's clothes on on the Judy Garland TV show. Oh, yes, wow. on CBS that and time, and that's how that's how he met her. And I had met her at Western Costume when I was just working kind of part time there. Oh wow! And I I told him I said you should get him, get her for Judy Garland because that was a hard figure to, to do clothes on. Right. And her clothes fit beautifully during that show. They like, really I, did. I, I, watching old clips, I, I love yeah, like... Yeah, I know. Her it, clothes were beautiful, yeah. man. Yeah. You both, you guys did an amazing job and on those. every now and then there was, you know, like there's one scene that, that you, she has a beautiful satin kind of a, tre- not a trench coat, but a, I don't know what you call those coats, but anyway, it's beautiful and white. And then Lena Horne had one, and hers was made at NBC Workroom, <laughs> and it just looked 
awful compared to Judy's. You know, it just right. wasn't yeah. it wasn't tailored and beautifully done like couture clothes. Yeah, like and Elizabeth knew how to do that. She had no way to know how to do that. She just had learned from doing films because oh, she huh. said television and, and and film is like an X-ray. You see everything. Yeah, especially mm-hmm. at the film when it's that tall. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did she end up was um, she doing the bead work and stuff? Or I thought I heard at one point she there was like connection with the Marlena Dietrich Jean Louis. Was she well Jean Louis was the designer at from early 40s clear into I think the 60s um, or late 50s anyway he was the designer they had designers under contract in those days Mm -hmm, he was the designer at Columbia he did all of Rita Hayworth's clothes she made the the guild address and nobody nobody made you know, bone strapless dresses in the 40s. Oh, right. It was just kind of, it was a softer time. And yeah. They just didn't know how to do it. Yeah. And a lot of people still don't know how to do it, but yeah, that's another story. But that, yeah. that dress is a technical work of art, well, the Gilded Dress. She yeah. she took plastic. She didn't know what to do. Now you do it with bones and different right. kinds. I mean, it's a whole other thing. And she taught all the ladies how to do it in our workroom, exactly. Wow. And she had people that were really good she brought with her. But anyway... She, when they closed the workroom at Columbia, uh, she w- worked moved over to Western Costume and had her own little department there. Oh wow! And then they offered her. It's, it's kind of interesting. They offered her a lot of money to go over to Ice Capades, <laughs> and she went to Ice Capades, but it really wasn't her cup of tea at all. Right. She yeah. she made beautiful clothes, not ice skating costumes. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with ice skating costumes. No, I'd be yeah. happy to yeah. do one of those shows. I never got a chance to, although I I used to. When, when Peggy Fleming won the Olympics, I did her clothes for quite a while. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, I was just kind of, you know, one of those things. Nice. That's awesome. So, anyway, anyway, she, mm-hmm. um, so she made all of Dietrich's uh, Vegas and, and concert clothes, all those see-through dresses. Yeah, and oh, I mean, wow. to the listener, if you haven't done a deep dive on Marlene Dietrich's Vegas years, Legendary. you're in for a treat. Like, those costumes were stunning like they were amazing i, I know what they were <laughs> <laughs> wait were you there did you see no, that i was, was there i was a little kid oh. when it opened oh. 1950 oh, okay you know Gosh. it was her first one yeah i think she was 50 maybe yeah in there somewhere doesn't look a day over 49 <laughs> didn't look a day over 49 <laughs> well, no, she looked amazing her she body did. was stunning but, but that for, special yeah. undergarment that, mm-hmm. that held up everything and made them look yeah. like they were made of marble in those days you know, they didn't they didn't put any fake ones in. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You had to work with what you had. <laughs> <laughs> so it was it was a whole other world. Wow. Anyway, that's that was Elizabeth Courtney. Oh cool. Wow. So and then unfortunately did... in the seventies she 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 got sick, you know, oh. and she had cancer and she just terrified and, and didn't do anything. And I don't think it would have been a good time anyway right. to try to do anything then. So but I don't know. Then how did you get involved with the costume? Because you're because you owned Elizabeth Courtney, the yeah, costume shop yeah. for. Oh. Well, there was three or four of us that okay. had it. And then so how? Why did you take on the name Elizabeth Courtney? Well, or? we kept it. We just okay. We when we oh, opened that building, because I didn't want to call it Bob Mackey because we wanted to bring in other other people to make clothes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're not gonna you know it's better to give it another name oh, okay so it's a place that people can come and have things made movies made right people from new york would come in and have clothes made for films and stuff that, wow. that were designers that were hired there right and um so we just kept it for a long time and finally we just stopped it a few right. years ago because we, we weren't doing that kind of work anymore yeah 
I was supposed to retire, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you just won a Tony, so you can't really complain. I, I know too much. it's a little, <laughs> little late to be for your first Tony nomination. <laughs> Better late than never. Because that's not your first Tony nomination, <laughs> it was is, it? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I wow. thought you were nominated for the stuff you did for like Lorelei or... No, like, no, um, I did it, but I wasn't, we weren't nominated. Oh, wow. Well, there you go. First I was time. one of those Hollywood guys. They didn't nominate me. Oh. It's an, it was a whole a little, New York kind of thing. Oh, okay. Oh. Well, it's just, they, they were in a different mood this trip around. Go. Yeah. Well, I mean, I did have the luxury to see the share show and it was fantastic. And the costumes are, you know, nothing less than, you know, Bob Mackie perfection. It was (laughs) nice. Well, it was fun doing it. You know, it was kind of like reliving your, your past. Yeah. And weirdly. So, because some people that were doing the show had no feeling about what she should look like or anything. You'd think they would, Hmm. but they didn't. Right. Oh, weird. So it was kind of like... That's interesting. I was the only one that really The record keeper. Yeah. (laughs) Just be like, well, here's the the history. (laughs) That's amazing. Um, Well, I would love to talk more about... So what was it like working with Edith Head? Like when... Because was Edith the first one, the first costume designer you worked for, or was it John Louis? She really ended up... She wasn't the first one that hired me. I was already hired... Right, sorry. ...for another job, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't in until March, and this was already still in in ninety uh, one. Mm-hmm. So I uh, <clears throat> I did a little Edith work and a couple of other, and Frank, and then I went over to uh, Fox to okay. work with Jean Louis on the Marilyn Monroe film. Something's got to give. Oh wow! Which was never finished. Right. Yeah. yeah. We finished, but right. she didn't finish. So it. you illustrated everything for him then. Yeah. As well. What well, was then, while while I was over there working with him, we did we did a bunch of Doris Days and other kind of things from Universal. And wow, what was it like working with Jean Louis? I, there's I don't well, it's very different of... than than Edith Head. Mm-hmm. Um, I I liked him, and he was it was he was very particular about what he wanted. Mm. Where Edith would say, "Did you read the script? Well, what do you think she should wear? I'm going to lunch, Dress some <laughs> stuff up." You know, it was like that because she had a lot of people working for her. Yeah. Right? She 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 ran it like like an executive, not not right. like like a you know a, a control freak designer like I am <laughs> it was very different but I loved I loved working with her actually more because I could do things on my own and, and test to see how it went over with oh, the producer okay. and everything I wasn't there but I would hear you know oh, okay and what worked and what didn't work huh. you learn more that way oh wow sounds like she put a lot of trust in you guys and gave you well creative she, freedom. that's the way yeah. she worked you know huh. yeah she plenty of sketches yeah didn't matter she if you she says oh she'd come in and say i think she should be all in red you do all these red sketches and whatever and and the woman comes to the fitting she said oh i hate red <laughs> who said red <laughs> <laughs> what, just, what, what color that. would you like what do you like oh blue i will do blue and the next day i'm blue blue <laughs> you know? but but that's the way edith worked it was like making you happy it had nothing to do with what yeah. she really believed huh. in that's awesome. I mean, she had good taste about mm-hmm. stuff. Right, yeah. And she was good in many ways. But she, you know, it was, for her, it was all business. Huh. Keeping Edith's name alive. Right. And it's still alive to this day. It sure is. It really is, yes. it really is yeah. amazing. People say, oh, she's the best designer ever in Hollywood. And I said, well, how, what have you seen of her? Oh, I don't know, but she's so famous. You know, it's one of those things. And you go, oh, okay. Mm, that's a, that's kind of amazing that she almost acted like a director versus the actual coordinator. She wasn't yeah. really like, like a, a director. Well, it sounds like anything she was more they like wanted, she would make she them was, happy, right? Yeah, putting it all see, together, she, but not getting into the fussy 
about getting her recipes out to the ladies' magazines. Oh. She was on the radio every week on the Art Linkler's house party. And then the TV show came on, and she was on that. Oh, yeah. And she, she was very much about promoting Edith. Her hmm. brand. Her yeah. brand, yeah. yeah. Well, the, the thing is, when she first went to Paramount, from what I gather, there were a lot of very la-di-da men designers mm-hmm. over there. And mm-hmm. she was kind of the helping girl. Right. And once in a while, she'd get something to do. But she was not, ex- you know. And then she, she became so strong about getting herself promoted sure. that uh, the... Uh, they all hated her. All, all, all the men, every man that I worked in with in Hollywood that were designers hated Edith. They just wow. hated her because. Aww. Well, don't feel bad. Well, I mean, no, I was <laughs> just like, yeah. <laughs> no, I just think, I, I, I see it because she had. I mean, you, no, they as hated a woman, her you had to fight she was, for that. She, you know? she was promoting herself constantly, right? Yeah, and they they felt it was more of an art than than to do that PR. Right. <laughs> it's just it's a a different kind of a thing. Yeah. yeah. And she had a lot of lot of Oscars because oh, everybody knew her name. Snatching trophies. See, people in the business. <laughs> She's a hustler. People, people in the business don't always know if you're good or not. But yeah. If they know who you are, it's and you've been nice to them, or yeah. you're friendly. Right. Oh, I know. Yeah, Edith. She's a great gal. Yeah. Well, for Edith. Yeah. And it, that happened to me at, yeah. at one point where I was winning every Emmy that was known to men. And they're right over there. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's silly, isn't it? It's kind of amazing. A couple of them are there, leftovers. So cool. Oh, you just <laughs> found one at a garage sale? <laughs> no, 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 no. Anyway. Uh, so was there ever, like, when, so when you started working in Hollywood, was there ever just, like, a, um, what, what did it feel like? Were you aware of, like, these costume designers and they're kind of, were they as mythic as they are the, today? Like, Edith Head, is, was she as big a deal back well, then? Well, she was, was a big she, deal. She was... Yeah. Mm-hmm because everybody knew who she was and she promoted herself constantly. Right. And and people at home knew who she was. Yeah. And people in the industry, because people that work in Hollywood aren't knowledgeable about every area of mm-hmm. making films. They know their area. Right. And that's why they don't let you even nominate except in your area. Right. Mm. But then you're voting for everybody. Mm. And you think, when I fill out that ballot for the Academy Awards, I know, who did the best lighting and the best sound? Yeah. Thinking, gee, I forgot all about the sound. You know, they were murdering that woman at that time. <laughs> you don't even think about those things. So it's 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 funny how you you know the name or you right. try to watch the film and, and pay attention, mm-hmm. but it gets really hard to see everything. Yeah, was it intimidating when going into these con- these like kind of like. Well, was, yeah. it, was it hallowed ground for you? I'm, that's what I'm curious about. No, well, not about. really. Like, I, I just I was so happy to be working, but I always thought that's what I would be doing. It never occurred to me that I wouldn't be doing that. Oh wow! As, as from about ten years on, wow! I just used to just always go to the movies because I love that. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't exactly good at sports, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, speaking my language. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I just. Um, I, I knew, and after I saw American in Paris, and saw the ballet, I said, well, I think I could do that one day. I'm sure I could wow. do that. And that's when I I paid attention and found out, you know, who designed it. Oh, wow. Irene Sheriff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, um, and she became, she was my favorite for years and years and years. Yeah. And then I got to know her, which was fun. Oh, my God. What was she like? <laughs> yeah, she was quite grand and smoked a lot and wore yes. big hats. And, yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. She's got the fantastic profile. Like, she's yeah. gorgeous. Very I mean, like, she was fantastic. Yeah. I mean, you know, you really remember. I remember seeing her. 
you know, and you'd see her picture in, in Broadway programs, mm-hmm. which would come out here on tour, and right. and there she'd be with her hat or you know, profile <laughs> with the thing. And I thought, oh, she's good. That's so fantastic. Yeah. Love a good head. Someone with a good headshot. Yeah. That's well, like, you know, put that on my to-do list. Headshots are hard. <laughs> I'm still using some from like 30 years ago. <laughs> you got to make your money back on it somehow. You well, know, you, so much for them. you know, or if you get a really good shot, you mm-hmm. know, and I say, well, my hair doesn't look blonde. It looks... It could, I could be gray there. Okay, that, that works. Black and white forgives everything, right? Well, it's just, you know, you, you, you just, you want, you don't want it to look silly young. I do right. see some that are just crazy. You know, they look nothing like they look now. Right. That's hilarious. That's another story. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, there's so much to, there's just, you have such a storied career, like just you're working uh, since from to start to, to till today I mean it's so just, damn long but it, you just met so you've just had like in run-ins with such amazing people and amazing stories it's just it's fascinating and I would just love to hear anything any, well, any more stories. just ask me a couple <laughs> questions um, I'll tell you no lies I, <laughs> I'm like uh, now I'm going now I'm blanking out because I'm losing my mind um, just uh, what was uh, so like what was the process like did you ever work in the, in the sewing rooms or anything like that or ever uh, no. Like, no? no like or be have I mean, I, I sort of, at, at Chouinard, they had a costume design department, mm-hmm. but it was an art school. So yeah. I, I, I never stopped doing figure drawing okay. and, and uh, flat design and mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff, as well as, as the, the costume design, which right. was kind of half fashion, half costume. Mm-hmm. But the mm-hmm. thing they had there that I loved was they would bring in uh, working designers from Hollywood and they would come and maybe give you a, a, a some kind of a... a uh, assignment and come back and then do a crit on it and and everything and i i was ready when i went into that school i was on scholarship and i i thought well i go here i could get a job better if i go here mm-hmm. and i got you know i wasn't paying for it so that was good well, that's nice and um but i i was ready when i left that school i was ready oh wow i think i was ready when i was 14 <laughs> <laughs> I, I had all these sketches of of you know people in you know costumes and stuff and, and I thought well you could make that you know yeah. very often you know, I remember in high school our art teacher said well we'll do a fashion drawing today and I looked around the room I said nobody here can do a fashion drawing <laughs> <laughs> there's no way they, they were busy doing bowls with with apples and oh. you know, <laughs> things like Still that life. and I went okay and I did my fashion drawing and of course the teacher she knew I could do it oh she's yeah. great I like that she's like I got the ringer over here I'll be yeah she, she, knew, them out. she knew I could do it that's fantastic and then so when you so then you finally got into the um to the industry you were just doing um illustration just for, illustrations for how long for the most were... part not very long couple years mm-hmm. um uh, I, I got laid off at Paramount I was back at Paramount and I got laid off at the beginning of April, and they were slow, and there wasn't anything to do, so they had to let me go. So for the whole month of April, I collected my first unemployment oh. ever, <laughs> and um, and I thought this is great. <laughs> and I and I said, oh, I'm going to get a tan. <laughs> 
<laughs> so every day I'd get in my car from Hollywood and I'd drive all the way to Santa Monica mm-hmm. and I'd spend exactly 45 minutes on the beach <laughs> and then drive back. <laughs> you know, and it didn't seem like frivolous to me at all at the time. No, I, yeah. And I had the best hand. I'm sure you did. <laughs> because you could, you know, you have to be really careful yes. when you're this color to start with. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, well cultivated. <laughs> uh, terrible. Um, where was I going with that? Anyway, during that time, that, that month off I had, um, uh, I had met Ray Aguillon at the Designers Guild meetings. Okay. And he said, well, I'm going to be doing the Judy Garland show. And I, I would love it if you would draw for me for that. Because wow. I think we could manage to do that. And you can assist me in other ways. And I said, oh, good. You know, because I was like t- getting tired of well, just doing sketches okay. for yeah. you know actresses doing nothing. Yeah. And your tan. I wanted singers good. and dancers, yeah. And, yeah. And, and you know, and, and yeah. I mean, we, you know, that first year on the Judy Garland show, we had the most amazing people. Cheetah Rivera yeah. was, you know, yeah. I mean, uh, Lena Horn. I mean, these amazing performers. Lee, Peggy Lee and and. You know, Barbara Streisand, I mean, Ethel Merman. Yeah. I mean, it was like was all these house. amazing Broadway movie <laughs> yeah. kind of people. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and actually, Ray wasn't hired. He was only hired to do the show, not her clothes, oh. not Judy's clothes. Who was doing Judy's at the well, time? Then she had just done a film with with the the renowned Edith Head. Oh, <laughs> and, and uh, so they said, "Well, Edith could do it." You know, so Edith thought, "Wouldn't it be clever?" because she didn't want to do a television show at the right. time. You know, that was low class mm-hmm. to do TV in those days. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, but she was Judy, so she, well, all right. So she thought, well, she just wears that simple black, little nothing kind of leotard, and we'll add different skirts in black. And the producers said, no, we need about, you know, half a dozen gowns or right. whatever, yeah. each show. And that was, that was the least amount. And she she didn't really want to do it, so the very first show we taped, she wore her black leotard and skirt, <laughs> and it wasn't the first one on the air, but it was one with Mickey Rooney, and uh, and Mickey Rooney did this number with all these beautiful girls. Uh, I, I was trying to remember the name of the song. I, I, I it would come to me. It's from a Broadway show. Anyway. Uh, so I said to Ray, I said, let's dress the girls up really fabulous. <laughs> and he said, yeah, let's. And so we dressed them up. They were just done, oh done, done. And he was this little man in his tuxedo. <laughs> all these girls, all in white with black I need to see this. It was quite fabulous. And, and before you know it, Ray was doing you know Judy's clothes and the rest of the show. So I got to do most of the rest of the show. Oh, right. And I helped him with his and do the sketches and stuff. Wow, that's fantastic. Yeah. So it was fun. Yeah. Did and, you have much interaction with the uh, the performers, or was it? Yeah, oh. at that point I did. Oh, nice. Yeah, all of a sudden I was doing the guest stars things and oh. stuff and working with them. Wow. And it, it, it was a great experience for me because it was a show that had people on it that had maybe three work, three weeks they could work, mm-hmm. and then they were going on to something different, a movie or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Norman Jewison was a producer at one point for few weeks and he would hit you know he was like in between movies he had done a lot of tv yeah. and so it was one of those crazy crazy times and i met people you know on that show that i would work with for the next 20 years and they were all oh, older wow. than me to start oh, wow. with so now i feel like i'm you know 
just out there on my own. And all these people are dead and gone. Oh. Well, not Norman. Norman's still around. But and, you know, there are people that are still there, you know, yeah. and, and a lot of Cheetah and, and all these people. I just saw Cheetah in New York recently. And oh, wow. She's fantastic. She's 86 or something. Yeah. That's I'm amazing. 80, so I guess it wasn't such a big deal. Yeah, that's so fantastic. Wow. Um, so... Um, then after the and after the Judy Garland show, you did you guys continue to work together on other things? Because that only lasts a, a couple together, seasons. Yeah, right? because all of a sudden from that show, Ray was getting all these offers to do movies, which yeah. he'd never been asked to do a film. Oh, yeah. He was doing Doris Day. I, I love his work with Doris Day. It's so beautiful. <laughs> his Doris Day movies, and I would do the sketches for him on that, and then he did Doctor Doolittle yeah, at, that's at cool. Fox, yes. which. You know, he should have been nominated, but the mm. the, the industry's funny. They thought, oh, it's a kids' movie. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna watch that. They're not gonna get anything. You right. know, when they're voting and everything. Mm-hmm. So talk about 1830s. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that was uh, really like the costumes in that are really good. They're delightful. Lovely, yeah. I loved watching that movie as a kid. Yeah, that was always yeah. on in the on Disney. And so he got a lot of a lot of he got a lot of work at that for a while in Hollywood. You know, wow. and. Um, I don't know. And then I was working with him, and then I was started doing more television. Oh, wow. Because I met all these television people doing the Judy yeah. Garland show. <laughs> That's, what was, so what was the first like solo gig that you had in, out of that oh, God, TV? I don't know. Uh, uh, I used to get little funny summer shows uh, the, when I was first starting. <laughs> the mid-season and, replacements. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, there, there, there was. you had one season, you had the regular season, mm-hmm. and then you had summer replacements. That's how it worked. Right. You know, when you were on, you did 28 shows or something in, oh. in a season. Wow. And, um, But then in the summer, they would do 13, maybe. Okay. And that's uh, that's how Sunny and Cher got started. Oh, yes. Oh, and um, what else did, what was I doing at that point? Oh, I was asked, uh, our choreographers um, on the show, wanted the, uh, Mark Bro and Dee Dee Wood, who did Mary, the original Mary Poppins, yes. and Chitty Chitty Bang Bang and all that, uh, he, was, he wanted to learn to be a, 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 a director, television director. So he talked to um, the fellow that was doing Hollywood Palace, and they were doing the King Family show. I don't know if any of you ever remember that. Don't You're too young for that. <laughs> Sorry. It was a whole family of, of singers. Oh. And uh, it was based on the King's sisters, which is four ladies, mm-hmm. and their children. They were the teenagers and then the little children. And they're all middle-aged old folks now, and the, the old ones are gone. Yeah. But, but it was quite the show for me mm-hmm. to do. It was like, I don't know how many, 30-some people <laughs> every week with lots of different changes and stuff. Oh, wow. And... And I got really good at that. Wow. <laughs> and we started doing specials and things right oh, away. Right. All the, the TV 60s. specials. Yeah. Because uh, the fir- you did, was Mitzi the first one that you started with for the no, TV no, specials? No, no. I did a show called Alice Through the Looking Glass, oh, and it was yeah. the yeah. it was the first it was the first special ever to win an Emmy. They oh, didn't right. give Emmys to costumes. Oh. So everybody wears their own clothes. <laughs> Yeah, well, how, do, how you don't go to the May Company and buy you know the Red Queen costume. Yes. Yeah, it's not hanging there on a on a nail waiting to be picked up. You know, they people were so funny in the early days of television. There were no dressing rooms in the studios. Oh, really? They had to bring in these portable ones they used for locations, wow. and they would be in the hallways along CBS. 
out, out in the hallways because there, the, no, nobody built dressing rooms. They gave everybody a locker and a key and they could put their purse and their coat there or whatever. <laughs> and they would be on talk shows. They would be on, you know, all those kind of quiz shows and whatever. Oh, wow. It was just weird. And they never had dressing rooms. When Judy Garland did it, they put her, they, they got a house trailer and put it on the balcony outside of CBS and cut a door in the, in the wall <laughs> so she could come out of her trailer. And then they painted Yellow Brick Road all the way into the studio <laughs> she was going to work on. That's so cool. And it didn't get much better than that. Oh, wow. Yeah. I remember Carol Burnett had to share a dressing room with uh, Bob Barker. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, it was just crazy. I could just imagine her being like, "Stop, talk, oh stop talk, talking about well, spaying." Well, at the same time, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was That's why I was just thinking yeah, that they're sharing at the same time, they and he's constantly it. asking her to spay and neuter no, pads. They, like they called it, for the tour, they called it the Carol Burnett dressing room. Later, way years mm-hmm. and years uh-huh. later, and he got very upset. Oh. Still around, <laughs> but it should have been his. Oh my wow. gosh! I mean, which I thought uh, was funny. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> anyway. Um, and then when did you actually start? Because when did you guys open the costume shop? Or was that? Uh, it was after. It was just after Carol Burnett started, and okay. I was very. That was my first big weekly show that I got to do. Right. And because of that, uh, actually, I'd got Mitzi Gaynor had called me to do her uh, her nightclub act. She took a chance on this kid, and um, and then shortly. Carol Burnett and her husband went to Vegas to see the act and they loved what I did for Mitzi because I did funny stuff as well as glamorous mm-hmm. stuff. Oh, yeah. It was a nice combination of stuff. And um, so she hired me first year that I, on the Carol Burnett show, Cher, Sonny and Cher came in and I basically worked with her pretty much after that. Yeah. So I mean, it's, it's just, that story's it's just like, a, like legend now, like with the with Cher being on the show and yeah, saying that yeah. she wants yeah. the. But and of course, they were I, like yeah. next door, the studio yeah. here to studio there. That's I could not even imagine like that workload of that alone must have yeah. been. But you know, you you do what you got to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's also that's, we developed this amazing workroom. You know, I'm, it was yeah. it wasn't trial to. by error. It was yeah. like we got really good at it. And could turn out stuff, and people—you knew who was really good at this, and who was really good mm-hmm. at that, and and how to put who to put together. And yeah, it's oh, that it's hard wonderful. when you have to go around town, like I did in New York doing the share mm-hmm. show there. I, I had six or eight costume houses that I was working out of. And wow. It's yeah. so hard, and you just spend your time in cabs and yeah, on the subway and eh, just trying to get to a fitting. It was it's horrible. Wow, that's nuts. It must have been really, I mean, just the idea of having two shows going at the same time in one workroom like that must have been just pandemonium. It was okay. <laughs> you know, I mean, we really got, so we we had, we had liked it. Red Turner and I worked on the Cher, Sunny Cher show. I just did her clothes. Right. And then if there was a lady guest star that had to coordinate, I would, you know, work with him on that. And okay. And we we'd make it all there anyway. Wow. So it was good. And um, I don't know. You just managed somehow <laughs> just one of those things you know and your 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 crew the people that work for you get better and better and better yeah. because they do it every week yeah and they they you know they second thank you which is a good thing yeah sometimes i just the idea of the fact that you guys were making fully beaded and sequined gowns for share in one week i mean well, how we does did. one even do that very yeah. often 
Well, but she could wear anything. I mean, I, the, yeah, a dream. It's just like a doll. <laughs> a dream. Yeah, really a dream. I mean, the body was just like, you know, she still looks pretty damn good. But, I mean, I, I mean, you know, I, if I wish I could look that good now. We're, we're, we're 73 now. It's yeah. different than 20. Yeah. <laughs> But so you guys did. So did you guys do everything all in one week for the? Because I imagine like the. Well, no. I mean, you know, when I knew like somebody, like Carol had opening dresses every mm-hmm. week. Yeah. She talked to the audience. Otherwise, she could be in one frightful outfit after another, playing different characters. <laughs> right. And yeah. at the end of the show, you thought, "What does she really look like?" Yeah. <laughs> and then other times, she would, you know, perform. So uh, we'd started ahead. You know, I oh, just okay. we just started going, but I always got behind. You, know, you can't help it. You yeah. just, you know. and also TV shows they change it. You know, you yeah. tape on Friday, on Thursday, you get this phone call. Well, we cut that, and we decided to put this new sketch in. You know, and you oh, read it. Right. And you go, oh shit! No, where do I go? <laughs> After a while, you know, we, you know, we had such a stockload of clothes in eleven years. Can you imagine? Yeah, with thousands good. of pieces. Yeah, and you could go back five years and pick a gown out and say this is perfect for here yeah just let, let's do this here yeah you know or whatever you know things you had stocks of things mm-hmm. all the dancers the same dancers practically the whole time oh, had wow. their had their jumpsuits and their shoes and yeah their, and their special beaded leotards that can't well that can work here again yeah. oh good you know and before you know it it's, it was like that wow it was fun that's a, I mean I could imagine that it was really just, fun that's... we loved it but we're ready when it was over. Like, yeah. It was just like, oh. So how long does the vacation after that? <laughs> now, now Carol, I see Carol, and she said, oh, can you imagine what we could have done with the Kardashians? <laughs> if we just did that. You know, I mean, there were all kinds of different ones. I said, when the Mel DeMarcus thing was, oh, was the big thing, she said, oh, would I love to play her? You know? Gosh. But she was so tired. many parodies. She needed a little yeah. break. Yeah, no, I imagine. That's... And so we all went on to different things. Yeah. I um, would really love to talk about because I have a weird obsession with um, your showgirls, and because there's something amazing. <laughs> My showgirls, your, the showgirls that you did for um, Hallelujah Hollywood and Jubilee. Like that oh, was, okay. Because we did actually get to speak to um, pay Pete Menifee about Jubilee, and he was very mm-hmm. generous and told us all about his because he did everything in Jubilee except for the finale looks, and the finale looks in Jubilee are yours, and they're they're one. I mean, they are probably bar none the best showgirls ever like they're well, amazing thank you. like yes. thank you i don't it, even know how you it, even think of those well <laughs> there's something weird about me that comes really easy <laughs> <laughs> showgirls are not a problem <laughs> um, and i always the after i saw one of those shows in vegas well actually when i was about 16 there was a show here called uh what was it called um it was called the. It was it was the same uh, producer, uh, Don Arden, who oh, did the oh, Vegas yeah. shows, yeah. and he did a show at the, the theater. We used to be the Earl Carroll Theater. Then it became the Moulin Rouge, oh, okay. and that's when I saw it. And he did a whole, like what we lovingly call tits and feather shows, but right. the boobies were covered. Right. Mm-hmm. It was a family show, but it was just as fabulous as a French show. And I, my, my parents took me to see that on my birthday because well, they knew that that's what I would like. That's, <laughs> you know, oh, we, didn't, we didn't, we didn't that's go so to the cool. baseball game. Yeah. We, we, and, go um, let's go see them. And I, and I sat there watching it, and I got a program and everything. I thought, I could do this. I could really do this, I think, if I yeah. tried. And I always, and, and then I would see them in Vegas. I'd do club acts and things. Right. And I thought, I could do one of those. 
And then wow. Don Arden, I was getting so much, you know, uh, noise about Cher right. and what she was wearing that we got a call from him. And we did a show called Hallelujah Hollywood, yes. which was before mm-hmm. uh, Jubilee. And Jubilee right. was there 34 years. Yes. yes. I mean, you know, we used to change him every five or six years. And all of a sudden he died and nobody wanted to change it because nobody knew how to do it. Oh, right. Yeah. So that was good. A lot of trips to Paris to buy, have jewelry and, and headdresses made out of real huge jewels. And, I mean, those. And, and the feathers yeah. alone are all, were all from France. They were, they were stunning. Like, and I, Absolutely. it's funny because it's like this, it's a You probably didn't to, see it till it was playing forever. I saw it. We saw it in uh, uh, my 30th birthday. Yes. So it would have been eight years ago. So oh, 2000 yeah. or 2011. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I was just like, it was so well, amazing yeah. then yes. because even yeah. the, it was like a time capsule that you're, and you see it and you're just like, holy shit, these, like the, these costumes just don't exist. There's no one doing anything mm-hmm. like this. And they're, and just this, the craftsmanship that's well, being worked on them. The money and stuff. It costs. I mean, yes. yeah, you could the tell. Yeah. You could, yes. <laughs> the money alone. I mean. But to see that show on opening night, Oh, when there God. wasn't a drop oh. of hairspray on any diamond, there oh, wasn't my God. It, there was any dust on just any. Fresh. I mean, you know, it was. It just it took the lights. I mean, it was magical. I mean, it was magical thirty four years <laughs> thirty years later. Like just seeing it because it was like even mm-hmm. then it was still uh, still stunning. They did an amazing I saw it, job. I saw it when they closed yeah. it recently yeah. a few years oh. ago, and it was uh, it was still interesting. Yeah. I after after I'd seen it a couple of times, I didn't want to go back because I know that things get changed and right. you, just, yeah. you just don't want to you know you remember right but uh it still looked pretty good i did see it yeah the, the last performance and it looked i went oh not so bad the costumes <laughs> held up so. it's like pictures you take of yourself when you're 30 and you go that's a terrible picture and you see it when you're 50 and you go well i look pretty good <laughs> you know, it's, it's like that yeah it's so interesting because it is like that that show specifically was such a harken back to like the Ziegfeld days and like yeah. and then which was redone in the 30s and 40s with like mm-hmm. adrian and all of that and even like and no shade to adrian he's an amazing designer but like yours for some reason just looked even more flattering for some reason those showgirls were just so like they just looked do you know how long it takes to do Mythic. a show that yeah. many, oh, that yeah. many people? Yeah, it's just like, oh, <laughs> you never finish fitting. I could imagine. And you think you're all finished, and all of a sudden the girls say, "My contract's up. I'm bored." <laughs> and they, you know, a whole group of them walk out because they were all hired at the same time, and they get oh, new no. ones. And then you got to start all over again. And in showgirls, everything has to balance perfectly. Yeah, you know. And uh, actually, in my old book. There's that fold out. Yes, that's, and that's that's you could do showgirls for the rest of your life from those two those, pages. They're so beautiful. I love that. I show everybody whoever comes over. I'm like, you have to see this fold out. It's like it's stunning. And like I tell everyone I can One about day I'll that show. I'll show you the Hollywood, Hollywood showgirls. Oh my god! Because it was, it, it was an, another finale. From that one, <laughs> it's it's so funny because that's the show that's kind of like the the Sasquatch of my life because it's like trying to like because I've always just researched stuff and I'll I'll always just Google image search like Bob Mackie whatever and then like the work and just see what's coming up no, on the internet when you and do Hallelujah that, Hollywood don't you see the funniest looking things on well, my page there's some there's some They're stuff too that some of it's yeah some of it, a lot of it's just like that's not his no, no. I'm like it's but um, Hallelujah Hollywood just there's not a lot of photos mm-hmm. that exist anymore no. and I found I've managed I, to I get, have quite a bit oh my god that's amazing that's amazing Uh, (laughs) first of all this office is phenomenal like there's just so much history just on the walls and there's everything it's just 
it's I have to say this is like this really 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 is a dream come true and I can't I I'm losing my mind actively. Well, so, oh good, okay. As you, see, you might have to replace this couch, so I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> um, oh, my goodness. Um, I like somebody that loves showgirls. Yes, I lo- I'm love. Um, i obsessed. Yeah, yeah. Um, we actually, when we went, because we went for our mom. That's actually why Edith hired me. Really? Oh. She looked at my portfolio and she went, oh. Well, we've got these strippers in this movie, and, and nobody knows, you know, my ladies don't know how to do that. And I was, you know, what was I? I was 21, 22. Yeah. I said, well, I think I can do that. You know, and they weren't good ideas. They, You know, they had, some writer had come up with it. They were in that movie with John Woodward. Right, and, yeah. Newman, but they weren't, they, they weren't great ideas for strippers. Right. But, but I, I did it. Wow. Yeah. That's I mean, and I that's actually a really adorable movie. The, the easy to love is it's really. Are you sure it's called Easy I, to Love? I I'm almost it certain it's Easy to Love. I can Google sure, it later. No, it's not the Art of Love because that was with somebody else. Yeah, I think because it's got Paul Newman in it and it's Joanne. John Woodward and, and, yeah, and Thelma and Ritter then, and, and, and Eva Gabor. Gabor. Yeah, I mean, yeah. No, I I that was that was exciting. We had yeah. a fashion show in. Oh it. yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. Because she's a she's like a industrial spy where she like steals designs. It's it such a it was a terrible story. It was. It's a, a great terrible movie, movie. <laughs> but but it's cute. You know, it was Selma Ritter's in it. Yeah. I, I would watch it. You know, again. I mean, yeah, yeah. that's pretty but much. They, you never see it playing anywhere. No, I think ever. it was on. I think it was streaming on Amazon Prime for a little while, but I don't oh, know if it's be, still yeah. there. I mean, because they always cycle through. Movies As Paul and stuff. Newman, John Woodward movies go, it's not at the top of the list. N- no, but, but but it was fun for me. Yes, to have and a beard. young Paul Newman with a beard was a not a, not too bad not too bad on the eyes. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah. Any any age Paul Newman looked pretty. Oh uh, yes, yes. yes. He, he was blessed. <laughs> I mean, God truly, probably. and he blessed us with his <laughs> with his yeah. beauty. So I mean, no complaints. No, it was interesting. Yeah, yeah, I I you know, I came in after they'd already started, and they'd done they'd done all these location shots. On, on doubles oh, okay. and outfits. They didn't even know who was going to be in it yet. Oh. <laughs> so poor John Woodward had to wear things that were not really designed for her a couple of times because they'd show her getting into a car and driving all over Paris, oh. you know, with, with Paul or whatever. Because she pre- pretended she was this femme fatale. Oh, right, Remember, yeah. with the big, ugly drag queen wig on. Yes, I do remember that wig. It was just the worst, worst wig. It was like a big blonde flip. Yeah. You know, and it, she didn't have the face to work that one, but no. that's another story. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's, that's so funny. Just the big drag queen wig on. Oh, my gosh. Um, wow. Uh you know, you better ask now. I know, I know. <laughs> I gotta figure. I gotta think about what to what to ask you because we so didn't much cover to... much many years. I know, but that's the thing though is is because I feel the the thing yeah. is is that I feel like your your years with Cher and your years with um and your years with Cher up until now have been well trod. Like everyone asks about that. <laughs> yeah. And if, I mean, then the you know the went with the wind outfit, and I'm like, yes, it's yeah, but like, everybody yes, talks but, about. That. I know, yeah. and I'm like, that's really, I know, I yeah. love the early the early years of your career and just what you what you did and how you worked and just like I don't know. We have these we have these thoughts of what it was like working mm-hmm. in those studios at that time and walking into those those hallowed grounds and like thinking that it's one thing, but you had the actual experience. So I mean, it was just work like anything else. Yeah. But it was fun. And the thing, when I worked with Edith at Paramount, 
because usually when I was with Jean Louis, mm-hmm. I worked in his 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 he had a, a couture line, and I worked at his studio there. I didn't work on the lot, right? And I kind of hated that, but you know it was a job. You wanted to yeah. be on the lot. <laughs> well, yeah. When I was at Paramount, I, at lunch I'd just go wander into sets and watch them shoot. Oh wow! Oh, I was gosh. nobody bothered me, huh? You know, and I it was fantastic. Yeah. You know, and I, I could look out my window at my, my table and I'd see, you know, all the funny stars and bonanza, <laughs> the Bonanza Cowboys all playing ball. In the oh, God, how and, funny. And, you know, Burt Reynolds and all these oh, funny people coming up and down and coming in for fittings. And, and but, but just just to walk into sets and watch yeah. them shoot for 20 minutes, you know, and then go back and after lunch. And just keep on trucking. Yeah. I started my tan at the gym at Paramount. Uh, <laughs> lunch hour. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know there was a gym there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I was using the gym. I was using the roof where they, you know. You, you, like, what's under this roof? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a gym in there. What do you know? Anyway. <laughs> That's uh, that's awesome. So like, um, so when you still working with Jean Louis, you did end up illustrating for him a lot with like I um, did for lots of different films. Yeah. you know the thrill of it all and all those. I I don't know. There's two or three Doris Day movies mm-hmm. that I worked on, and then I worked with Ray on Doris Day after I worked with Jean Louis. So I did. Yeah, I must have done sketches for six or seven Doris Day films. Oh wow. Did she ever? Did you ever work I with Dora Doris Day? Never met her. Really? I never worked where she worked. Huh? You see, wow. How interesting. Yeah, never met her. Wow. But then when you so when you were working in the studios, did you ever go to like the cutting rooms and the sewing rooms and that sort of stuff at all, or was it just you were? Oh, you know? once once I was designing, yeah, okay. absolutely. I mean, at Paramount, I did to a point, but Edith didn't want me in a fitting. Right. She didn't want me in there, you know. Yeah, it wasn't in my business. You just do your work, <laughs> and, and you know, you just you just didn't do that. Wow, wow. but I was in the studio. Yeah, and, and I saw a lot of things that were fun to see. Well, I mean, giving directions to Judy Garland to the bathroom isn't too. Well, yeah, for your first day at work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that kind of sets the bar pretty cool. high. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. Did anybody else ask where the bathroom was? <laughs> well, there were lots of people. You know. uh, what I always found interesting is. Do you know who Dolores Hart was? No, I don't. She became a nun. Now she's oh. a mother superior. Oh. Anyway, she was a, a she was in you know the the boys, where the boys are in those movies. Okay, you know those funny movies in Florida with all the young girls from college and. Oh yeah, uh, like collegiate kind of movies. Well, kind stuff. of. They yeah. were. It was like spring break. Oh, okay. <laughs> and they were all you know having their first moment in life down there in those movies, oh. and she was one of them and everything. And then she came in one day and she was upset because Edith wasn't there, and and she was going to talk to Edith about her wedding dress and blah blah blah. And the next thing I know, she goes off and becomes a nun, and <laughs> and, and I thought, well, that's interesting. <laughs> I guess Edith should have been there that day. <laughs> <laughs> but I saw. Her. She, and I saw her a few years ago. I was with Joe. We were going off to New York to do something, a job of some sort. And, and I said, there's that nun over there. And it's just something about her. And because I didn't, you know, she was an old lady with a full, right. you know, not wow. like a modern nun, yeah. but the full regalia. Oh, wow. All that stuff. And I went, that's weird. There's just something about her. It's like an actress has played a nun. And I went, <laughs> and I don't know. And then I, I read in the paper, like two days later, 
that that she was in L in L.A. Uh, doing something, and it was Dolores Hart who had become the mother superior of the, this. Wow. Uh, well. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Look forward to her. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, that is a kind of a fascinating story. I would love to. Well, it was. It was just interesting. Her. I went, okay. Well, whatever works. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. You know, you you don't criticize. You just go. Well, that's interesting. Huh. It's it's like. Uh, do you ever see the movie The Dolly Sisters of Betty Grable and Julie? I Hebert? haven't seen it, but I do know of it. Oh, I, you have to yeah, see it. Yeah, I've seen, heard, I've seen oh, some you have costume to see, photos. You have and to like, see it. Well, we did a whole Carol Burnett takeoff on that movie. At one oh, point. my gosh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Vicky and Carol played the Doily Sisters. <laughs> 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 and, uh, they loved a good just changing the name so of that. Cool. <laughs> just to, just to. And, uh, <laughs> and anyway, uh, Bitsy Gaynor told me this story. She said, well, Jean, June Haver kind of got, you know, she was unhappy with, with her love life or whatever. I don't know, whatever. She decided to become a nun. And it was <laughs> in the paper and everything. And, and you know, and Mitzi was doing a film with Betty Grable, who had played her sister in the Doily Sister, Dolly Sisters, mm -hmm. excuse me. And, and 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 Mitzi quoted <laughs> quoted Betty Grable as saying, "Well, the trouble is, she doesn't know what none means. <laughs> <laughs> it means none. <laughs> she she won't be liking that too much." <laughs> Before you know it, she married Fred McMurray. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> That's amazing. Anyway, yeah. those funny stories you hear from these old movie gals, you know, they, yeah. they oh, yeah. sit around in the makeup room and gossip in the morning early. I love that. I love the idea of like, just like on the lot gossip yeah. between like stars and stuff. Well, you know, all, like, those, all those young starlets uh -huh. at Fox at that time were going, who is that girl, that blonde? Uh, you know, oh, she's, she's odd. She's got a lot of peach fuzz on her face. <laughs> all kind of blonde and who is that? Before you know it, she was starring in every movie. It's Marilyn Monroe. Oh wow! Wow! Yeah. But, you know, it's funny how they and then they worked with them and they hated her because she was always late. Oh wow! Made yeah. them wait hours and hours and hours. I mean, the girl was disturbed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Was when you were working with John Louis and where for something got his where something's got to give. Did he? Or like in situations like that where somebody dies, who like, and then they recast them. Like, how does that work with the well, I, the designing? By the time, by the time, um, by the time they recast into that movie again, I was already out of there. I was working, you know, in television oh, okay. and whatever. But at the time it happened, it was the movie had already, I think, been put on the shelf mm -hmm. for the moment or whatever. Uh. And then I then I then I did the drawing for the the. Kennedy Center. I'm not the Kennedy oh, Center. Right. Uh, uh, yeah. Happy MSG, birthday. The, Happy birthday. Yeah. yeah at, at Madison Square Garden. And I didn't even know what I was drawing at the day. I just really. Did huh. I didn't know it was for something. I knew it was for, but I. Yeah. I didn't know. And then you know there it was on television. What did you? What was your reaction to that? Like when well, you? Well, I went okay. <laughs> it was pretty good. <laughs> so Courtney made it. Oh over, yeah. Over Western costume, yeah. That again what? is another technical marvel. That dress is beautiful. Yeah. Truly, well, but it was really you know he had done all the Dietrich ones, mm -hmm. but it was really simple in its concept. Mm -hmm. It was just you know one layer of you know very see through nude, and and <laughs> you know Lock Rosens, which are like diamonds with a hole in the middle. Mm -hmm. Wow. That they sew on. One at a time, wow. but it was Incredible. made overnight practically. I mean, Jesus. You know, it took about a week, and, and then she was off to New York. Wow! wow. 
Jesus. And, you know. Just a fur, just a fur and some rhinestones. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, and can you imagine amazing. what that looked like in Mez Square Garden? I, I, I can't. I mean, yeah. well, even just the black and white footage they yeah, have, she looks ethereal. Yeah. yeah, it was it was amazing. It's, and then the, the weird thing is the pictures of her at cocktail party afterwards. Um, there she is in that dress with a, with a yeah. champagne <laughs> in her hand and all the ladies and the men, you know, ladies in their black cocktail dresses and <laughs> standing around. She didn't bother her at all. I know. It's like, you know, it didn't it didn't occur to her that she was literally naked. <laughs> she well, was, she kind of was. She couldn't see anything. It's no, all but, shadowed, and mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I, you know, we all know how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but, yeah. But it's uh, it was it was kind of, the pictures were odd because <laughs> when you know I, I looked at them and I just saw them a couple of years ago when the when mm-hmm. the dress was up for auction. Oh right, yeah. And they had me do some new sketches. So I made a, little, a few bucks. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, <laughs> Which is funny now because now they have, because of that, people literally just read, they literally just read the headline and think that you designed it. I know. Yes. It's so like it's mis- misattributed. Because yeah. I, I don't want it, you know, I don't, I don't want that. I, I've done enough on my own. I don't have to take right. Right. for that dress. Yeah. I think people, I think they, people they just, in the. They say, oh, we did the sketch. And then before you know it, oh, he designed it. Yes, yeah, exactly. I, mean, I just think people don't over understand. And over. Ask her if she knows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's interesting that I think that people just don't understand the concept of a, an illustrator working for a designer mm-hmm. and then the gown getting made by a third person. It's like it's not just one person sitting down doing it from start well, to finish. Well, then there are people right. think I, I got down at the sewing machine and I zipped yeah. it up. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You know, they, they, I don't know what they think. I mean, so that's that's uh, that's one of the things that we're, we try to talk about on the show is just the actual the team that's involved in these sort right. of things because it's such a massive project well, to put any of things something that i've never gotten involved in is is all these these superhero science fiction oh yes and those amazing yeah. outfits and how and all this sort of 3d printing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah which i just i'm fascinated with it but i just think maybe it's a little late bob you don't <laughs> need to do that there are other things no one's going to hire you know. to do that anyway so you might as well do what you do yeah you could probably do some amazing head headdresses though well, yeah they, they did in, in black panther uh some of those headdresses were all 3d printed oh wow fantastic. Yeah. and i just said how do how do you get to that point and i'm sure i could do it you know yeah. i mean i certainly could draw it yeah mm-hmm. and i if you can draw it you can almost print it yeah it's a mm-hmm. it's all again it's like I, I it's like working with it's collaborative with somebody designer, you need yeah. to you do the initial design and that person then takes it and digitizes it and makes it a 3D, yeah. 3d models I mean, you, it and everything and when you see something done on the screen like that you go yeah. oh that looks pretty good and if the measurement is perfect mm-hmm. Or I suppose you could do it in sections and then mm-hmm. put it together. Yeah, but it's, those those headdresses were beautiful. Yeah, they were. They were and, really cool. And I thought, well, okay. There, I got my vote. And you know, <laughs> the Met Ball, Zach Posen did did a little dress that they did 3D petals that were like growing mm-hmm. out of the dress. Yeah, and it, it all wasn't that, but it, but the top layer that were sort of like living. You know they were moving, living, but they right. were—they weren't like something you could really build out of fabric. Right, and that was quite beautiful. Yeah, the Met Ball was actually really awesome. It was great to see that you were being honored there with some with some yeah, alphas. That was, right. yeah. that was they didn't. Most people didn't know what camp meant. Yes, yeah. that was that. They didn't have a clue. It's been yeah. quite discussed. And that's the one thing that I really love about your designing too is that you have your set. Your designing has such a sense of humor yes. about it, and you never take yourself seriously. In no, like, but it has. It can't. You can do. You know. You can do. 
a little humor, but it has to be beautifully made. <laughs> right. If it's not beautifully made, then it's just a Halloween costume. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's a one timer you throw in the trash when you're finished. Right. How does that, where does that come from? Have you just always had a sense it, of humor no, about just, your work? Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, if you're doing, you know, if you're doing, uh, 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 well, uh, nothing's more humorous to me than a showgirl. That's true. When, a sh- when I first saw showgirls walked out on stage and they were beautifully done, they were all made in Paris and they were, and I just started laughing because I just thought they were so outrageous and beautiful at the same time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, not every showgirl you see is beautiful or outrageous. Sometimes they're just kind of there. Right. But but that's it's taking it a step further. But the minute you do that, it becomes humorous. It's, it has right. nothing to do with reality. Right. Yeah. And that, that's basically what camp is. Really? That's, when I started yeah. in the business, all these old queens that were designing movies and stuff, oh, darling, it's such a camp. Oh, she's a camp. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and there was this little, you know, 20-year-old going, what does that mean? <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> I guess I knew, but I didn't realize I knew. Well, it's, it's just in your bones. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess it was. I don't know. But, I mean, stuff, you know, like everybody said, well, Cher, she's the queen of camp. Mm-hmm. Because we never, you know, we'd make a beautiful dress for her sometimes, but usually she was, you know, like Queen of Sheba or, right. the, mm-hmm. or you know, Delilah with a <laughs> pair of scissors in her hand. You know? <laughs> it was just whatever. Yeah, that's. I think that's the sort of the 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 nail on the head. There is it's just it has to be beautifully made and amazing, but it also has to not take itself seriously. But it has to be mm-hmm. If it's yeah. so beautiful, then you go well. So right, what? and I think that's the difference is like seeing people like especially for the Met Ball. Like everyone, everyone did their best. Let's just say that. But well, there's some people you know, there that looked amazing. They did, mm-hmm. but yeah, also but they, I saw them up close. Oh boy. Oh. oh. <laughs> but there was also people that were just like there was no joy in it either. They were just like no. they stand for their photos well, with such like so stone hard. face yeah. and you're just like so you're like you do realize that camp is about joy and he'll be poking fun at things and also just not taking it seriously so i was like maybe crack a smile like uh-huh. it doesn't it just seems so incongruous with it's, like it's a funny kind of yeah. it has to be beautiful but it's like show clothes mm-hmm. and they were the whole theme of the thing was how it influenced fashion well it can influence fashion but usually when camp influences fashion it's not so good because <laughs> you're gone you've gone too far right yeah and it's it's a odd kind of balance right that makes it work i don't know i'm not worried about it yeah <laughs> <laughs> well um i am just I mean, I could talk more and more, but I just feel like we should probably wrap it up at well, some point. Listen, if you ever want to come back to make some notes, <laughs> I <Yes>. will definitely. <laughs> um, you know, come back. We'll either be here or somewhere. Yeah. Is there anything that you're currently working on that you're allowed to speak about, or is it sh- not really? Yeah. I mean, there's a couple of oddball things from my New York trip that could turn into things, okay. but nothing I can really talk but, about at this point. Do you need any help? <laughs> <laughs> you never know. You yeah. never know. Well, I mean, there's just people, people, a lot of people just thought, well, Bob Mackie, is he still alive? I get that question a lot when I say that I'm obsessed with you and I'm just like, yeah, just no, but- <laughs> makes me hang my head. <laughs> Or they don't even they you know they're so young they've never heard of me and that breaks yeah. my heart too when I'm and when well, it's I okay. when I interview when I talk to other people who are fashion designers or fashion students and I'm like Bob Mackie and they they're just like wait who is that and I'm just like how 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 have you gotten this far like yeah, I don't but, but, but how did you mowed down by a bus <laughs> it's not I'm not you know I haven't been really 
hot number in fashion for a long time because right. I haven't liked it. I never liked mm-hmm. fashion mm-hmm. particularly. I was, you know, it was costume designer. That's right. what I do. Yeah. And because of, of Cher and a lot of those women, I got, you know, hired to do those kind of clothes. Mm-hmm. Right. Not exactly those kind of clothes, but, you no. know, no. inspired by. And I know... I know that it has been recently re- announced that you have a documentary coming out. I do. Which I am, l- I, I am very excited I about. It along. I can't <laughs> say it's fabulous or not. I mean, we're just working on it. Yeah, of. but you have a. You're. It, you seem to be in good hands with the, the, the director. He did um, yeah. Scatter My Ashes, which oh, was yeah. amazing. That was a great documentary. So I'm hoping. Really. You know, we're we're working on it. And, yeah. And I, I kind of. It's not up to me. It's. I'm just. I'll be available when they need me. Right. Mm-hmm. You well, know, we'll see. And I got this year. I got the the the, the CFDA, which is uh, uh, you know the creators of fashion designer or the Council of Fashion Designers of America yes. oh. gave me a, a lifetime achievement. That's wonderful. This, wow. You know, a week before the the Tonys. Yeah. So you know, so like you know, I'll bring on the awards. Yeah. Please. Yes. It was, it was a, it, wild. You know, it's I, the year of Mackey. <laughs> yeah, my Tony's being engraved right. Show it to you. Oh well, I mean. <laughs> Could be worse, I guess. <laughs> well, if you come back and see me, I'll probably have it, then we'll dust it off. <laughs> oh, yay. I'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Test, test, beep, boop. Test, test, beep, boop. Boop, boop, beep, boop.